Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are diving into a conversation about labor, about Labor Day, and about honoring the Sabbath. You might be thinking, wait a minute, how do these tie together? And I'm just going to walk you on this journey of what God walked me through this morning in my quiet time with him. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. God is good. Can I get a yes and amen all over the place for that? I know you as intentional moms trying to do life with Jesus, you are in agreement. And I also know one of the things that we can struggle with so easily is to make God the priority in our lives, to really live that Matthew 633 lifestyle in seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness before all the other things that come up on our plates, right? I actually have sat with God last year and he walked me through creating this seek first faithful foundations for God first God focused living. And it's really this beautiful course, um, coaching program, compilation of things where we come together as busy moms to make time to read our Bibles, to connect with God, learn how to study his word, to know, fully know deeply who he is, who we are in him, to develop spiritual disciplines and live a life worthy of the gospel. And sisters, this course is launching again live later this month. So before we do that, we are actually doing a Connect with God Consistency Challenge. So the Connect with God Consistency Challenge is totally free. It's running September 18th through 21st. It's a five-day challenge where we are going to deepen our faith and grow in relationship with God through getting in his word and connecting with him consistently. It is all about growing in consistency in God's word and prayer, about knowing who God is and who we are in him and then flowing from that firmly rooted faith, right? So this is going to be an amazing challenge. There are tons of giveaways, tons of sisters in Christ going to be walking through that with you. Go to intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God to register for completely free. We're going to jump on Zoom each morning for, uh, I have it slotted out, 10 minutes of training, 10 minutes of Q&A and coaching, and then you guys are going to go do 10 minutes of 
getting in God's word and prayer for yourself. And it's just going to start this process of developing this consistency. Also in that we are going to be doing some special discounts and prize giveaways for Seek First. So if you're even thinking about Seek First, I definitely want you to go jump in the Connect with God Consistency Challenge for totally free first. It's going to make this eight-week course turn into a nine-week consistency for you in God's word, all right? So first, in this episode, I want to talk about Labor Day because if you're listening to this live, today is Labor Day in America. It's a holiday that we celebrate on account of uh, labor activists back, you know, few decades ago, whatever. I'm not a historian here. History is probably one of my least favorite subjects until I became a believer and saw all this history in scripture. And then now I'm like, oh, I wish I paid more attention. So now I get to do that, I guess, when I homeschool my kids and we're doing history, right? But labor activists pushed for this federal holiday to recognize the many contributions that workers made to America um, throughout this season, right? And not not just that season, but that season produced the labor activists. Um, and then now it's a sign of America's strength, prosperity, and well-being, I suppose, right? That's what Google says anyway. <laughs> and I understand it's not like the true meaning of Labor Day or behind Labor Day, but I legit cannot think of anyone that labors more than mothers. Most natural mothers actually go through the literal labor and delivery. I shouldn't say most, all, all mothers go through the literal labor and delivery process, bringing their babies into the world. For myself, as an adoptive mom, I will never underestimate nor take for granted the fact that another woman went through that labor and then gifted me the privilege to parent her child. I digress, <laughs> but... I know as moms also, in addition to the labor and delivery process, we're never done. We work 12-hour days for our children, our family, our home, right? Some some of us moms have other jobs on the side, whether it's going and clocking in for a nine-to-five or, you know, working from home or something of that nature. But then on top of that, we're regularly clocking overtime in those overnights when kids wake up in the middle of the night scared or wet the bed or are sick or so on and so forth, right? It's never done for us moms. And so when I think of Labor Day, I'm like, man, you know, we have Mother's Day, of course, but I'm like, Labor Day is kind of for us too, I think. (laughs) Because we are constantly laboring for the sake of our families. And so I want to dive into a little bit of a definition here of labor, because Oxford Dictionary says it's work, especially hard physical work, right? That's like the labor and delivery, but also, you know, late nights, early mornings, cleaning up constant messes, like that's physical hard work sometimes for us moms, right? Um, It's also defined as um, to work hard or to make a great effort. Webster's Dictionary says to exert one's powers of body or mind, especially with painful or strenuous effort. I'm like, man, there are some days like yesterday for me, that was my mom life. (laughs) In scripture, um, the word labor actually in NASB is referenced 91 times and ESV 86 times and New King James 105 times. And we're going to dive into a little bit more of Um, this word study here. But first, I want to take the point, um, take the time to point out 
that the first verse that comes to mind when I think of the word labor and scripture is Exodus 20 verses 8 through 11. And I'm reading from ESV and it says, remember the Sabbath day. This is in the Ten Commandments when they were given to Moses. Remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You nor your sons, nor your daughter, nor your male servants, nor your female servants, nor your livestock, nor the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And it's kind of crazy to me. While I'm looking up labor and labor day and definitions of labor and scripture verses on labor, that this is the one that comes up, right? Six days you shall labor and do your work. And on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And in the Ten Commandments, it's, re- it's, it's referencing labor in the Sabbath and how they're kind of opposing forces, Right. In Exodus 34, 21, this is in in the NIV that I'm going to read from. It repeats this and it says, six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. And I'm like, wow, isn't it interesting that here in America, we have this labor day and it often, like it falls within the season of harvest, at least in Alaska. I know some people in these warmer states, <laughs> you got summer still going on. But for us, like the temperature's already dropping, people are already harvesting. We already had like the big record breaking pumpkins and cabbages weighed in at the fair. Um, it's a, a little fun Alaskan tradition. But it's it's really interesting to me that in one of those seasons where we are all about harvest, right? Exodus 34, 21 reminds us that even during this season, we must rest like that's the words in scripture, you must rest. And so I don't know a whole lot about Hebrew, I will fully admit that but I love doing word studies as a way to gain deeper understanding into God's word. And Hebrews in, in this scripture, it says, you shall labor, right? In Exodus 20, verse 8, it says, you shall labor. I think it's verse 9, actually. You shall labor. And it's ta'abod or bod, ta'abod. Um, and it's actually comes from Strong's 5647, if you know anything about word studies. And it's a bad or a bod or a bod, something like that. Again, I don't, I don't speak Hebrew, so <laughs> translation, pronunciation is probably not, um, pronunciation is probably not completely accurate there. But um, this word occurs 289 times in scripture, and it can be translated in to work, cultivate, till, serve, enslave, to do, to perform. Uh, even a few times in Exodus, in chapters 3 and chapters 12, it's translated as worship. So... When we're thinking about this labor and the Hebrew root word for it, these are all the different ways that it can be translated in those 289 times that it's referenced in scripture as that 
Strong's 5647 word. So the question here is, based off of my intro and everything I've shared, what does labor and labor day have to teach us about the Sabbath? And I think it's beautiful that God uses this, or at least he did with me, as a reminder to honor the Sabbath. I know my family has been in this crazy busy season for our home and our family. Um, We've completely, we've probably done honestly, like 40 to $50,000 worth of work on our backyard in the course of like six to eight weeks from the beginning of July, probably mid July to mid late August. We got a quote to level the spot of our yard for our little boys uh, playground. And it was like fourteen, fifteen thousand $15,000. And we were like, what? Just to level that little part? So we started doing research and everything and um, looked into renting and borrowing equipment and getting railroad ties and all this different stuff. And so we built a retaining wall. We leveled our, uh, a huge part of our yard. We built a patio out of paving stones. We got rocks delivered. We were moving rocks. We cut down over a dozen trees and rented a wood chipper and turned them into mulch for the playground area. And it's just, it's phenomenal. When you look back there, it's like, whoa, we did that. We did that labor. Okay. But that involved like 12 to 20 hour workdays on the regular. No Sabbath was taking place in our life because it was always like work, 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 work. And you might've heard Robbie and I on here talking about the Sabbath before, because we are a family who understands and recognizes this commandment is scripture as being something that's really good for us, right? And you can go back and listen to previous episodes. I'll mention them here shortly, and they'll be linked in the show notes as well. But it was a season where we were just like, nope, we can't work. We can't rest. We can't Sabbath. We just had to do, to do, to do. We had to work. We were literally tilling the land. We were We had to perform and be productive. And honestly, there was a little bit of feeling enslaved to this massive to-do list, especially when it came down to us scheduling our youngest first birthday. Uh, That was a backyard barbecue in that area. So we had a very strict deadline at that point. And I'm so grateful. Again, I look back and I'm like, wow, we did all of that work. But we've just come out of this season and we are like, we have not rested on the Sabbath. We have not honored the Sabbath. We have not taken a day of rest at all. And it's caused us to have to take like a week, 10 days, two weeks of rest because we didn't allow ourselves to rest during that time. We've literally felt it in all areas of our life, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual exhaustion. Um, and so, It's been a great reminder to me that like, this is not something that I would advocate for. In fact, we had some friends invite us to go camping this weekend, kind of last minute. And it's weird how, you know, we had, we had plans for other friends to come over for dinner and then sick kids prevented that. And so I'm just like, man, oh, I should take my computer and get some work done because I need to get caught up on getting everything ready for this challenge and the course launch and whatever else. And, and then I'm like, no, Sasha, like enjoy this season of rest. Like this is the last weekend really that we're going to be able to get out and camp and just enjoy the outdoors before everything becomes frozen. And I'm so grateful that God took this time to 
process this information about Labor Day and the Sabbath and honoring the Sabbath and taking that time to rest because it is truly, truly, truly so important. I know that resting in the Lord is one of the best things that we can do for our overall health. Like it is, it is the number one, like self-care activity that we can do as moms because God is so good and his word is living and active and resting in him. It, it changes so much in our mindset and our perspective and, um, in seek first, the first time we ran it, one of the big things that came out of it is, um, to, work from a place of rest instead of resting from your work. And I think that's something that we've definitely forgot in this season is that we're like work, work, work so that we can get to a place of being able to rest instead of resting. So when we show up to work, we're showing up more effectively and from a place of faith and a cup overflowing versus working from scraps to try and earn our rest. Man, I feel like I could go on forever and ever and ever talking about this, but I want to remind you guys that God not only tells us to rest, but he led by example when he created the world. And so just a reminder, what it's talking about in Exodus in those verses happens right in Genesis 2 in the beginning. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Sisters, our lives are so much richer when we follow his example and command to honor the Sabbath day of rest that he set aside and anointed for our good and for his glory. And so if you are not setting aside a day of rest, if you are not honoring the Sabbath, I want to challenge you today on this Labor Day to to talk to your spouse, to get into God's word, to pray over it, to look at what does that mean to you? I have two, technically three past episodes about the Sabbath. One is with my spouse, and that is episode 107. And it's titled, What Does It Look Like to Honor the Sabbath as a Christian Family? Again, link is below in the show notes. And the other one is with my friend Kiana, and hers is actually a two-part episode. And those would be episode 134 and 135. And they're titled, Honoring the Sabbath, When Is It? What Does It Look Like? These Questions and More Answered with Kiana White. They each share like a very different take on the Sabbath. And you might be thinking like, wait, if you, if you go back and listen to all of them, you're going to be like, wait, I feel like this is conflicting information. Like how do I reconcile all of this or, or whatever. But here's the deal. I want you to go to God's word, to read it for yourself, to study it for yourself, to pray over it and see where God leads you in your convictions. Do it with your spouse, have this conversation, right? Let your husband lead, pray over it together. Your faith and your relationship with God, as well as his word, are living and active and real. And it's one of those things that I feel like we can get into arguments about or whatever else. But Romans 14 verse 5 in ESV says, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. And I believe that is because conviction is between you and the Lord. It's not between 
what somebody else in the Lord has come to. It's not somebody else forcing anything upon you, right? Continuing on in Romans 14 verses 21 through 23 say, it is good. Uh, it says, is, is it? It's not a question. It's, it's a statement. <laughs> it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble right? So again, that's like that leading by example. And it says the faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Okay. And I think that that passage just summarizes and goes back to that point of, of verse five, that each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. If you're convicted to honor the Sabbath in a certain way, then do it because that conviction is between you and the Lord. You honoring the Sabbath doesn't have to look what some, like what somebody else does. And, and if you're not convicted or convinced that God is calling you to honor the Sabbath or to honor the Sabbath in a certain way, then that's your conviction, right? Do it from the faith that you have in God and his word and the conviction that he's brought to you and your family, right? So I feel like we've covered a lot today. And one of the things that I want to remind you about or point out is just the fact that your faith and your relationship with God are between you and God. And in order to have that, we have to be connected with God. We have to be reading God's word regularly. We have to be exercising different spiritual disciplines. We have to know who God is and who we are in him. And we have to have a consistency in, in connecting with him in, in a number of different ways, whether that's reading his word, seeking him in prayer, worshiping him, honoring the Sabbath, um, knowing different ways to study his word, whether that's uh, word studies, like I kind of walked you through here today, whether that's, um, you know, studying whole books at a time for context, whether that's uh, cross-referencing scriptures that relate to each other between Old Testament and New Testament and all these different books, whether that's structured Bible studies that somebody else wrote, you know, there it's verse memorization. There are so many different ways, right? And so we're starting this journey in the Connect with God Consistency Challenge, where we're coming together as a group of women, as a group of mothers, in this totally free five-day challenge where you're going to get a small teaching each day. There's going to be an opportunity for Q&A and coaching on that teaching. And then you're going to receive homework in the form of a workbook, you know, Bible study, essentially, that takes you to scripture and prayer over those things. So you can get into that relationship with God. So you can get into that habit and that pattern of seeking him for his presence and his goodness on a regular basis, right? That Connect with God consistency challenge is going Next step is like powerhouse into the Seek First course. But if you go through this Connect with God Consistency Challenge, you're going to have the opportunity to score special discounts and things like that. So sister, go to intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God. 
The link is in the show notes. Sign up for this totally free challenge, and I am so excited to see you on the inside.